all of us have done something this morning. And even if you're listening from another country, maybe it's nighttime or a different time, but you still did something this morning. You all decided when you woke up, you all said, what am I going to wear today? What garment am I going to put on? What color am I going to put on? Now, this is really funny. For a priest, it's easy. Because they say, what am I going to wear today? Oh, I think I'll wear black with a white stripe. I call it the skunk outfit. The priests wear a skunk outfit. Black with a white stripe. Very easy for a priest. Black shoes, black this. That's eh, very easy. But others, you decide, okay, what am I going to wear today? You know, and depending on what environment you're in, if it's a hot environment, you might want to wear something lighter. If it's a colder environment, you might want to wear you know, something heavier. If, if it's really chilly, you may want to wear like a jacket. So wearing a garment is important. What you wear is important. It's a reflection of who you are also. So what you wear, even if it's like fashion style, you're expressing who you are. Now, what if you woke up this morning and you knew that you were going to a wedding? There's a wedding feast. Okay, someone important to you was going to be married. Then your selection of your garment would be different. It should be different. It should be different. Why? Because a wedding is a very important occasion. And so therefore you want to wear something that is, you know, more stylish, more elegant. So for a woman, you want to wear like a nice dress. For a man, maybe a tuxedo. That's uh, the fashionable stuff. But you want to wear something that's, that's nice, something that's in style, you know, something that whatever culture that you're in, you know, reflects a, a, a wedding garment that's even nicer. You know, something that you wouldn't wear every day. So you know something is really nice because it's not something you would wear every day, but it's something that you would wear on, like, a special occasion. For, so for us as religious, sometimes cassocks you know, are, are more formal wear that, that we wear. Or now we Marians have a habit. You know, we, I don't have my habit made yet. But when, when we do, you'll see us in, in white, and, you know, in a white habit. So it reflects what you wear. Now, if you were going to a wedding, okay, would you wear dirty clothes? Would you wear, like, Say like a t-shirt, it's got holes in it, it's dirty and, you know, the, the well, I don't know, I, I see young people, you know, wearing the ripped jeans, would you wear the ripped jeans? Even though they might be in style to have ripped jeans on, on your knees, and, but suppose it's all dirty and it's, it's not, you wouldn't do that to a wedding. If you were to go to a wedding like that with dirty garments, you would be thrown out. You would be thrown out. They would say, why are you wearing this? This is a wedding. You're supposed to wear something nice, something fashionable, and something that's, that's elegant that you wouldn't wear every day. You want to show your appreciation for the bride and the groom and that they have taken the opportunity to invite you to their wedding feast. And they have made all the preparations. And they have nice 
food and wine or beer or, you know, other alcohol. And they got like this big wedding cake, you know, some, you ever see some of the wedding cakes that's like as tall as I am? You know, it's just a huge wedding cake and it's beautiful, it's nice. And the decorators, the bakers have made that. And so there's a lot of preparation that goes into a wedding feast in order to prepare that for the guests that are coming to the wedding. And it's only right that you wear the right garment to the wedding feast. And so this is the parable that Jesus gives today. Notice it's a wedding feast. It's not any banquet. It's a wedding feast. And the first insult that the king receives is that he gives out invitations. People don't even accept the invitation. That's an insult. Saying, well, I got too much to do. I got this to do. I got to work on my farm. I got got my business. Sorry. And then, the, and then the king you know, goes out into the highways and byways because he's got a lot of food. He's got a lot of food. As it says in Isaiah, he has rich food, choice wines. You know, the best. God prepares the best for us. The king prepares the best. And so then he invites all kinds of people to the wedding feast. But at the end of the parable, there's a man who's not dressed in fine garments for the wedding feast. And so he's, he's thrown out of the wedding feast. So what does this parable mean? What's, what's, I mean, there's many layers to a parable that we can understand. What does this parable mean? What's the wedding feast that the king of heaven has prepared for us? Heaven itself. Heaven is the wedding feast. You know, if, if you say, why am I here on earth, God? You ever say that? Like, why am I here? What's my purpose? What's my mission? I could tell you right away, your mission, your purpose on earth, not your immediate mission, but your ultimate mission, your teleos, what they call, your goal, your ultimate goal, is to get to heaven. How you get there is different. We all take different roads, how we get to heaven, and how we do it. But your ultimate goal is to get to the wedding feast of heaven. It's a wedding feast up there. And God has prepared marvelous things for us. Things that we've, we don't even have on earth. You know, as Isaiah describes it, rich, choice foods. I love how he describes it with, with food. I'm, I'm, I love food. You know, rich, choice foods, choice wines. I love wine. You know, I got like a pallet for, for wine. Well, because priests, we drink wine every day. Actually, precious blood, but it's in the accidents of wine. So it's wonderful what God has prepared for us. No one really knows. And so sometimes it's good to think about heaven. Think about the wedding feast. Think about your goal. But to get there, God has given us a garment to where we have to wear the right garment to go to heaven. It's important. I'd like to read to you a, another parable. This is a rabbinic parable. And it's, and it's really good. I read it last night and I said, oh, I want to share that with the people. This is a rabbinic parable. And it's told how a king entrusted to his servants royal robes. Those who were wise 
took the robes and carefully stored them away and kept them in all their pristine loveliness. Those who were foolish wore the robes to their work and soiled and stained them. The day came when the king demanded the robes back. The wise handed them back fresh and clean. So the king laid up the robes in his treasury and bade them go in peace. The foolish handed them back stained and soiled. The king commanded that the robes should be given to the fuller to cleanse, and that the foolish servants should be cast into prison. This parable teaches that a man must hand back his soul to God and all its original purity, but that the man who has nothing but a stained soul to render back stands condemned. See that God has given us royal robes. It's our soul that God has given us. How many of us take care of our soul? And we take care of our bodies. We say, well, am I going to wear for my body? But how about, what am I going to wear for my soul? How am I going to clothe my soul today? What works am I going to do? Am I going to do bad works? Am I going to do good works? Am I going to practice virtue? Am I going to, or am I going to practice vice today? Hey, every morning you should, clothe, you should at least clothe yourself with the power of the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, help me to do good. Help me to do at least one good act, one act of mercy for someone today. Just one, just one. Keep it at one. And that will help to cleanse your soul. It's, it's like almsgiving. It takes away multitudes of our sins. If you give alms, if you give to the poor, if you give to the needy, if you do a work of mercy, that atones for our sins. And so a lot of people think today, oh, I'm going right to heaven. Are you? If you were to see your soul in a mirror like God sees it, are you going to heaven? Think about that. If you were to die right now, would you be prepared to go to heaven? I don't want to die right now. You know when I want to die? You know what I say sometimes? On Divine Mercy Sunday. Because of the extraordinary promise that Jesus gives. As long as I go to confession, I'm in the state of grace. And sometimes after Mercy Sunday, I receive Holy Communion. And then right afterwards, I say, all right, God, take me. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yes, the full promise of Divine Mercy Sunday. Total sins forgiven and total punishment of sins. I'm ready. Take me. You know what the Lord says to me? He says, the turkey is not done yet. <laughs> he needs to remain in the oven of the world a little bit longer. And I say, oh, darn it. So we need to be ready. Ready for the kingdom of heaven. Now, it says we work out our salvation in fear and trembling. And there is some truth to that, but that can scare us also. There can be a proper fear of the Lord that we have in us. So we don't want to presume on God's mercy. We don't want to say, oh, I'm okay. I don't need to do anything. No, it, having fear of the Lord, it then stirs us to like go to confession 
and do good and come to church and do good works and prepare for this great wedding feast. But, but God doesn't want us to come to him only in fear. Rather, he wants to come to him in trust and in love. So we could say, Jesus, I know I am a sinner. I know I have many sins. But Jesus, I look at you, I look at your divine mercy, and I trust in you. And even though maybe my garment is stained, but you, Lord, are my washing machine that can clean my garment. And so I call on your precious blood, clean my garment. You know, one, one of the things, one of the tasks I do not like to do, like there are gifts of the Holy Spirit I have, and there are gifts of the Holy Spirit I do not have. And I'm going to tell you a gift of the Holy Spirit I do not have, laundry. I hate doing laundry. Laundry, ironing, you know, you got to put it in, and you got to take it out, throw it in the dryer. And because we, we live in a big religious community, a lot of times we're waiting for it, you know, because someone else is using it. And then you got to take them out, and you got to iron, and ah, uh, It's just, you know, it's a great penance for me all the time. I'd rather fast on bread and water. That's much easier for me. But this task, it's, it's like, all right, God, offer it up, offer it up, offer it up for soul, offer it up for my salvation. And sometimes there's gifts that you don't have. But the thing is, if I never clean my clothes, they will remain dirty. See that? And there comes a time in which your basket is full and you start smelling, you say, oh, man, that's, that smells. You know, you just know by your nose, you can tell. You can tell these garments are dirty. I, I need to clean them. I need to clean my garments. We just know that on a natural level. Like, it's time to do laundry again. Or if you have lots of children, and it's like every day, you had to do it for the, for the children. But it's good. But then when we clean the garments, we put them in the washer, put them in the dryer, we iron them, and they're pressed. And, and then when we go to where it's, it's nice. Isn't that nice? So that's the way God wants our soul to be. So it's not so much in fear, it's more we need trust in the Lord. I always like both St. Therese and St. Faustina said the same phrase, and it's really great. They both said, even if I had committed all the sins in the world and I had one foot in hell, one foot on earth and one foot in hell, they both said, still I would trust in the mercy of Jesus. Still, I would still put my trust, confidence, in the mercy of Jesus that he will save me. It's not presumption. We still have to do things. But to, but to remove, sometimes fear keeps us from God. So fear of the Lord is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's good because it can, it can prevent presumption. But then again, too much fear can be bad. Because then we, go to, we don't go to God and we say, oh, no, I'm, I'm not worthy, God. I can't, I can't do it. And so we get, we get into this mindset, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. You ever hear people that say that? Or maybe you say, I can't, I can't, I can't. And don't say that. Don't say, don't be negative. 
that a, a great scripture, I love the scripture because they repeat it to people all the time, it's from Philippians, not Filipinos, Philippians here. Sometimes people say, the letter to the Filipinos. Now this is the letter to the Philippians. That's what St. Paul says. He says, I can, not I can't, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. That's a word that you have to keep repeating over, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. It's not in yourself you, you can do it. You can't do it in yourself. No, if we don't have grace, we would fall. But I can do all things, all things, even those that seem impossible, in him who strengthens me. Who strengthens me. It's in God who strengthens me. God gives us the strength. God gives us the strength to overcome our sins. God gives us the strength to trust in him. God gives us the strength to come to the sacraments and to come to confession, have our garment cleaned, and to come and pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet to atone for our sins or to pray the rosary or to pray the Stations of the Cross or whatever, or God gives us the strength to come to Mass and to receive a foretaste of the kingdom of heaven, God's body, blood, soul, and divinity, in the forms of bread and wine at Mass. And this is a foretaste of heaven that the Lord gives us. I hear people sometimes say, Father, if I come to church, the walls are going to cave in. I, I always love that statement. And you know what my response is? The walls have not caved in yet. That sinners, yes, sinners come to church and the walls have not caved in yet. They have not caved in yet. So no, come, come. Even, even if you fear, even if you are so afraid, maybe you have more sins than there are grains of sand, as Jesus says, all would be drowned in my unfathomable mercy. And if you fear because of your sins, you feel ashamed, come, we have confessions every day. Seven days a week. And you can come anytime and you can come from any place. And just come. And the great thing is, we don't know you and you don't know us. Well, now you know us a little bit more through YouTube and through the live, you know, through the, the live stream. But still, come. Trust in God. A trust is the bridge between misery and mercy. It's the bridge. You need to cross that bridge to go to mercy. You can't look too much at your misery. You have to look to God's mercy in your life. And the bridge to cross between misery and mercy is trust. It's the key that unlocks the door of heaven for you. If you trust, the devil cannot keep you down. Why? Because you're looking at Jesus, you're taking your eyes off yourself, and you're looking at Jesus. And you say, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. See that? So that's the way that we keep our garments from being, from preventing it from being spoiled and stained. That yes, maybe they will get stained in this life because of sin because of our weakness we fall many times but like doing laundry 
You notice that when your clothes get stained, oh, it's time to do laundry. It's time to clean it up. And you never say, well, I did laundry last month, so I don't think I'm going to do it this month. That's, that's with confessions. Well, I, you know, I, I went to confession last month. I don't really need to go. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Each person's conscience is, is up to them. But, but don't fall into presumption, thinking that your soul is completely white and pure before the throne of God. And that's why we have, to, we have to keep working. We have to keep doing good works, praying, detaching ourselves from all the things of this world. We have to detach ourselves from all the things of this world because you're going to be detached anyway. You're going to be detached from your very body when you die. So why not, why not do it now? Why not at least begin it now? Why not begin it now? So that you can be attached to God alone. And once you have God, you'll have everything that you could ever want or desire in life. God would give you so much more than you could ever want or desire in life. But we have to detach in order to be attached to God alone and show him our garment. Yes, and if our garment, if we're cleansed by the precious blood of Jesus, then our garment will be white and pure. And God will say, come on into the wedding feast. And you know how wedding feasts are. They're great. There's something that you remember. But this is the wedding feast of heaven. And it has no beginning and no end. Meaning it begins, but there's no ending to it. It just, it just continues for all eternity. And the joy in heaven, once you have joy in heaven, you never lose it. And the joy just keeps on increasing and keeps on increasing and keeps on increasing. And there's no limit to that joy that God would give us in heaven. So keep your eyes on heaven. It's our ultimate goal, the wedding feast of the Lamb of God that he wants to provide and give to each and every one of his children. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content 
which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.